our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Do you have a wet basement? You've got a problem. Not only are you inviting toxic mold, a flooded foundation can raise serious structural issues. But here's the good news. Jackhammers and backhoes and other drastic measures are probably not in your future if you read our tips for sealing your basement. Hit moneybit.com, click on Ideas and Tips, then click Repair and Improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now, 888-MONEYPIT. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Time to get out the tools and get to work. What do you want to tackle in your house? Is it your floors? Is it your walls? Is your roof leaking? Is your floor squeaking? You have a plumbing job to do. You want to do some redecorating? Maybe a, you... Or maybe you're looking for ideas on a next project. Maybe you're short on ideas. We'll help you get work to do. Hey, maybe you're going to, you've counted on, you've carefully calculated and you're anticipating a tax refund. Yeah, what do you want to do with that refund? We could help, help you spend that. <laughs> Call us right now <laughs> at one eight 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 Money Pit. Home improvements are usually a great investment, especially if you let us help you get them done. Hey, is your coat closet a mess? Is your entryway floor piled with boots and book bags to the point where you forgot what color the floor is? It might be time for one of the hottest new projects out there, and that is a high-tech mudroom. Well, as the name does imply, it is the dirtiest room in the house, but these entry rooms are a popular part of new floor plans. That's right, they're actually planning on making a specific room to be the mudroom, both in new homes and in rehabs. You can have a mudroom, too. It doesn't have to be a room. You just need a place to sit and take off the shoes and the coats and pegs to get all that stuff off the floor and store it away. Coming up this hour, we're going to talk to the editor of Fine Home Building Magazine, Magazine, Kevin Ireton, about the popularity of mudrooms and what every good mudroom needs. A great article about mudrooms in this month's edition of Fine Home Building. And also this hour, we're going to be giving away a peerless two-handle lavatory faucet. It's worth $65, and it goes to one lucky caller who asked their question on air. So get to the phones, everybody. one money bit. Let's get right to those phones, Leslie. Marion, Florida has a plumbing question. What can we do for you? Hi, we just love listening to your show. You've, y'all have given us so much help with our post-hurricane projects. But um, right now what we have going on is we replaced our old sink with a new sink, and there was a difference in the depth of the sink, so that caused um, some drain line to have to be replaced and all that. When we reattached the ice maker uh, coming from the side of the um, water supply, it's yep. a, a copper tube. Mm-hmm. We ended up having to put a saddle clamp on it. Yeah, saddle valve, okay. Saddle valve, right, mm-hmm. excuse me. So 
now we can't get any water to the ice maker. And huh. we've made sure that there's no uh, debris in the, the saddle valve, and it's, it's tight. So. And the line's not clogged in any way? No, ma'am. And when you put the saddle valve on, did you turn the T-handle all the way in so that it pierced the pipe? Yes. You did? Yes. You turned it all the way in, and you turned it all the way back out, and you still can't any water out of it? No. The, the saddle valve did pierce the pipe when you put it in, right? Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a joint project. <laughs> <laughs> the way the saddle valve works is the, the, the first thing that happens, Mary, is you clamp it to the pipe by tightening up the clamps. Oh, okay. But it doesn't it actually... was already pierced, I'm told. <laughs> Well, no, no, no. If it, there's no way you got it back in exactly the right spot. Oh, okay. All the, right. The way a saddle valve works is you, you put it on the pipe and it clamps on the pipe. And okay. then when you actually turn the valve in the first time, uh-huh. that actually pierces the pipe and starts the water flow. Okay. Well, we, get just, we got just a few drops and then it stops. So it's not pierced totally through then. Yeah, because she's probably oh, half okay. on, you're probably half on, half off the old hole or something like that. Oh, okay. So it's just not lining up exactly right. And is it a brand new saddle valve? Is it a brand new saddle valve? Yes. Yes. Okay. It sounds to me like it's just not installed right, or perhaps okay. it may be a defective valve, but I'm kind of leaning towards Leslie. It's not installed correctly. Oh, okay. So you might want to reset that. Turn the water off. Yeah, turn the water off and then reset it. Okay, that's great. All right, Mary. Thank you so much for your help. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one 3974 Bruce in Florida is having a problem. The paint isn't sticking to your walls. Tell us what's going on. <laughs> I uh, bought this uh, condominium down in Florida oh, about two or three years ago, and I didn't really pay much attention to the trim on the house. And uh, So I went and brought some new latex paint, semi-gloss paint, and put on all the doors and all the trim, and now it's all peeling off. Oh, no. Did you put a primer on first? No. Mm. Washed the uh, woodwork pretty good and put this latex. Did you let it dry really well? I think. <laughs> I think. But now I... I but uh, perhaps on second thought, I didn't. <laughs> I put... Uh, if you get your thumbnail against it or anything sharp, it just... Makes well, listen, different. Bruce, if it's not sticking, it's not sticking. And nothing we're going to be able to tell you is going to make it stick and go back to where it was. You really have to strip this off. And, and, how do you uh, do that? <laughs> how do you do that? Well, there's a number of ways to do it. I mean, if you can get as much off, obviously, with hand pressure as you can with a, with a, with a paint scraper, you could use a chemical stripper. There are a lot of non-toxic strippers out there as well today okay. that are available. But once you get the paint off, the next step, I think, Leslie, is going to be to prime. Yeah, and if you do prime, you'll be really happy because what happens with priming is it sets up for that paint to stick really well. Right. It makes sure that you get the best adhesion. Plus, if you have any knots that stick out in the wood or something like a, a discoloration on the wood, it will cover that up and make your paint better to hide it. All right, okay. So there's many benefits. Well, what we know of the chemistry of paint, you can either get a paint that has a lot of color in it that, that you know is the finish coat that makes it look really good, or you can design a paint that sticks really well, but you can't design a paint that looks really good and sticks really well at the same time. Oh, wow. That's why you need primer to sort of neutralize whatever surface is there and set up the proper adhesion for the next coat, which is the color coat that makes everything look really good. 
But most people want to just put the one coat on and forget the primer, and that's the big mistake because then you end up in situations where, especially in Florida where it's a lot of humidity and a lot of moisture, you know, it takes less uh, effort on the part of that paint to peel right off the door, and it's certainly going to do that as it has in your case. So you're going to have to start again from scratch here and don't skip the primer step, okay? I can hardly wait. <laughs> Bruce, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit as Ruth as Bruce runs off with paintbrush in hand. <laughs> well, you know, everybody just wants to get to that paint. Just want to paint it right away. But you can't yeah, it's skip not the just step. an upsell. <laughs> That's right, you know. It's not like that right. impulse buy at the counter where they're like, yeah. oh, can I interest you in some primer? It's right. like you need it's, the primer. It's not it's not the equivalent of did you want an apple pie with that front with those fries? <laughs> you know, Would you like, like that a la mode? No. <laughs> yeah. You need the primer. And what we'll be having for dessert tonight. No, you got to have the primer. You buy the <laughs> primer first, then you buy the paint. That's the way it works. one money bit is the way this show works. Pick up the phone right now and call us with your home improvement question. Sometimes we make less work for you. Sometimes we make more. That's the risk in calling us at one money pit Bobby in Tennessee, you're an interesting caller. You're a carpenter. Tell us about yourself. Well, I am... A female carpenter have been one for the last 15 to 20 years, and there's not very many of us out there. What's your specialty? Well, a scaffold builder, actually. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yes. Does that job have a lot of ups and downs? <laughs> oh, yes, more, more ups than downs. <laughs> yeah, well, as long as you don't come down quickly. So how can we help you, Bobby? Yes, sir. My question is, I have a well going into my home water well and which contains a lot of lime in our water and my question is what can i do to help prevent lime buildup in the lines going into the house what kind of lines do you have going into the house right now what kind of plumbing lines are they using for that is it a plastic uh, line well, i have a pvc you have a pvc and has lime buildup been a problem in the pvc pipe well my neighbor we have had to take his toilet up and replace it because they had a lot of lime buildup in the toilet itself, in the trap. And in so the we trap, had to take his toilet up and replace the toilet. And we're looking at how can we prevent that from happening to us. <laughs> well, I don't think you can prevent it on the supply side unless you put in a, a filtration, a water conditioning system. You put in a water conditioning system with a filtration unit, you may be able to reduce the amount of particulates inside the water. Um, but, you know, when it's pressurized like that, you, you have to catch it once it gets inside the house. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was hoping we could be able to prevent it from actually getting in there. I didn't know if we could put a inline filter before it actually gets to the house itself. No, or... you put it right inside the house. Now, um, have you ever had this water tested? Uh, no. Well, that would be a good thing to do, because this way you'll know what you're dealing with, and depending on how the water test comes back, you'll know exactly what kind of filtration system to put in. Okay, yeah, because I was looking at possibly putting in an inline filter before it actually came into the house. Well, it doesn't matter where you put it, but generally you're going to want to put it inside the house, because this way the equipment's not going to become deteriorated by the outside. Yeah, because right now the shower heads themselves are starting to get lime build up in those. Yeah, well, that, the way to, to deal with that is you take them apart and you soak them in a little vinegar and water. Vinegar and water? Yep, that'll melt that lime deposit right away. Oh, okay. Well, yes, I haven't heard that. This is all new to me because I just moved to Tennessee and I've never had this problem before. <laughs> 
Well, home improvement is always a new adventure, Bobby. Yes. <laughs> but think of the bright side. If you ever want to replace your roof, you could easily build your own scaffold to get up there and do it. <laughs> oh, that is true. And do the work myself, so I'm good to go. There you go. Bobby, <laughs> thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Well, if springtime has you thinking of making some major changes to your home, don't grab the sledgehammer or chainsaw just yet. You can actually make a big difference with just a little change. We'll tell you how next. I have learned, the hard way, that you should never hang a bird feeder over your picnic table. I've learned that newly planted trees can support a hammock, but not a body. But I've also learned that, thanks to Vigoro Fertilizer, you don't have to be a genius, fortunately, to have a greener, healthier yard. Vigoro greens up in just 72 hours, but it also keeps guys like me from paving in the entire yard out of sheer frustration. Because Vigoro makes fertilizing simple. The instructions on the bag are actually easy to understand and easy to follow. You know exactly which kind to use, when to use it, and how. With Vigoro, it's amazingly simple to pull off a healthy green lawn. Get yours today exclusively at the Home Depot and see just how Vigoro can make you look like a gardening genius, even if you're not. Vigoro, simply foolproof. I am always looking for a smart buy. That's why I'm so impressed with Pella Impervia Replacement Windows and Patio Doors. They're made from a fiberglass composite called Duracast. It's the strongest, most durable material available in windows and patio doors. It won't warp, sag, or crack in extreme temperatures. And it looks like painted wood, too. Best of all, Pella Impervia windows and patio doors are a strong value. You get quality Pella craftsmanship at a price to fit most any budget. For a free in-home consultation, call 800-944-6700. That's 800-944-6700. When you took your first steps or drove your first car, there was someone there to coach you through it. But when it's time to put a new faucet in, it's just you, a confusing set of instructions, and that nervous gnawing feeling in your belly. That's where I come in. As the Peerless Faucet Coach, I can help you through every step of your installation. Starting with the hardest part, getting the old faucet out. For a free undo-it-yourself guide, visit faucetcoach.com. Then get ready to turn your dreams into hot and cold running reality. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools, and you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. The Pella Windows Your Way sale is going on now. Visit us at www.pella.com or call 1-800-TBD-PELLA today for a free consultation. Pella, viewed to be the best. 
So are you decorating challenged? Well, you know, you don't have to do something as drastic as knock down a wall to get that whole new look. You could just paint walls a different color, rearrange furniture, or change the lighting to make the room look dramatically different. In fact, what you ought to think is lightscape. That's not nice, Tom. Well, you know, some folks may not be comfortable with choosing colors and, and, and things of that nature. But, you know, you don't have to do something as drastic as perhaps knock down a wall to get that whole new look. You could just paint the walls a different color, rearrange furniture, or just change lighting to make the room look dramatically different. I like to think of it as lightscaping. Ooh, I like that word. You like that lightscape. Just like a landscape complements your home's exterior, arranging a light scheme can improve your home's interior. Here's what you need to know. You want to mix and match task lights. Now, those are the lights that may be, say, on your kitchen counter or over your desk. With feature lights, the kind that maybe feature art or the kind that you might have in the soffits above your kitchen cabinets, along with the room lighting to come up with a perfect mix. And if you use dimmers, you can actually control that balance and come up with different scenes. You can have the dining scene and the party scene and go crazy. Yeah, and it could even be as simple as changing the lamp shade that you're using because certain lampshades only allow for a certain amount of light to get through. So it could be as simple as that. And if you'd actually like a bit more color, but you just don't know where to begin, here's a little tip that can help you decide. Use a compass to find out which way the windows in your room face. Then follow the sun. Your house, the quality of light in each individual room will change and impact which colors work best depending on the amount of sunlight it receives. So that's always a good place to start. You know, that's a great point because so many times, you know, when you see the, the light and you're making that choice of paint color, you're looking under, you know, one level of light. But as the sun moves across your house, the light is changing all day long. So you really need to get a, a sense as to what that's going to look like, you know, over the course of that 8 to 12 hour day. Yeah, and of course, whatever the lighting conditions are in the Home Improvement Center, you're almost never going to duplicate them at your house anyway. So it's Unless always you have, good. Uh, Mercury vapor overhead yeah. lamps, <laughs> you know, in your bathroom. <laughs> yeah, of course not. Well, speaking of bathrooms, we've got a great prize this hour, and it'll give you a fresh look in your bathroom. If you call us now and ask your question on air, you could be eligible for this. We're going to give away a peerless two-handle chrome lavatory faucet. It's worth $65. It features a charming teapot-inspired design, and the lever handle also come with a set of porcelain inserts that can coordinate with any decor that you might already have in your bathroom. And like all Peerless products, this faucet is engineered for durability. And if you win and you just don't know where to start with the installation, Peerless will stay with you through every step, offering easy-to-understand advice and helpful tips at www.faucetcoach.com. So it's a great prize. One caller this hour will win the Peerless faucet. Jim in New Jersey finds the money pit on WCTC. How can we help you? I have a question about uh, uh, vinyl siding. I'm in the process of talking to some contractors about uh, putting some vinyl siding on. I've got a couple of uh, conflicting uh, uh, messages from from the uh, contractors, and I was just wondering if uh, you might be able to answer some questions. All right, let's see if we can sort it out. Okay, I've got natural cedar shakes on the house. Okay. Uh, the house was built in 69, so I guess that puts it around 37 years old. Uh, both contractors are going to rip the shakes off, which uh, sounds good. like a good idea. 
Uh, they're talking about wrapping it with Tyvek. That's and, good. And then putting uh, a kind of like a blue styrofoam insulation on. All right. Uh, the problem differs. One guy is uh, trying to tell me that a styrofoam bonded to the vinyl is good. Another guy says no. Uh, the, the problem is the first guy I talked to that, that has the bonded uh, siding to the, uh, to the styrofoam, I don't know if it's the same siding that the guy was showing me that says it breaks. So contractor number two is basically saying that contractor number one's product is not going to work because it's defective or it breaks. Is that what you're saying? That's correct. All right. But I, I don't know if we're talking about the yeah, same Yeah, you don't know if you're talking apples to apples. Right. Right. Well, look, here's the situation. Um, siding is usually sold with an option for a, a foam backer. I personally don't think that adds that much R value to the wall structure. If you're removing the cedar sh- uh, the cedar shingles and you're putting Tyvek vapor barrier around it, that's great. If you do have sodding with a foam backer, it will tend to lay flatter as opposed to being sort of concave. So it does tend to look a little stiffer and a little more like real wood. But it's not going to really add a lot as far as insulation is concerned. So I would make the decision based on looks not necessarily based on whether or not it was going to be a better insulator. Okay, what about, uh, now, contractor two is telling me that the bonded uh, styrofoam is not good, and he showed me what looks like, uh, uh, looked like a white styrofoam, kind of like uh, turns into pellets as soon as you touch it. Yeah, he's, that's he's probably because... moisture is going to break it down. Moisture is not going to break it down. Sunlight will break it down, but sunlight's not going to get to it. That would not be a concern for me. Wouldn't be a concern. Now, if you, had left, if you left that styrofoam out in the sun for a couple of months, he probably got that demo piece that he's been carrying around with him for, <laughs> you <laughs> know, for, all, for sure. all these okay. years. All right, so um, whether it's bonded or not, uh, the doesn't bother me. I, I just don't think that the if, there's, if they're trying to sell you um, uh, an upgrade by telling you the siding's going to be insulated, I would probably not spend the money on that. I would just have regular plain vinyl siding on top of the foam board, on top of the Tyvek. Okay, sounds good. All right, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Sometimes it can be intimidating, Leslie, when you have two competing contractors, right, like that, telling uh, somebody that the other guy's work is bad. Well, also you don't know if contractor two is aware of what contractor one is offering and is just trying to make that offer look bad. Yeah, exactly. And that's another reason when you're doing a home improvement project that's big enough, that's a really good idea to have an independent third party like an architect spec out the entire job. Because this way, you know that when the contractors come in, they're all bidding apples to apples. And you won't have be in the situation that Jim was in trying to figure out who was making the most sense or not. 888-MONEYPIT is the telephone number, 1-888-666-3974. Well, as the name implies, this could be the dirtiest room in your house, which is why they call it the Mud Room. And it's a must-have room in design plans today, both in new construction and in remodeling. So what should any good mud room include? We'll have all the dirt right after this when we interview the editor of Fine Home Building Magazine, Kevin Ireton.
This portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. Study after study shows that as homes become tighter and more energy efficient, more contaminants become trapped inside. April Air's technologically advanced electronic and media air cleaners are the best choice for maintaining healthy indoor air. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Welcome back to this hour of the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. I'm Tom Kreitler, and I'm Leslie Segretti, and it's time to talk dirty. We're going to talk about <laughs> mud rooms. Mud rooms are a place in your house that are really designed to trap the dirt. They're sort of a way station from outside to inside, a place where you can kind of shed your coat, shake off the rain kick off the mud on the boots, and they are gaining popularity everywhere. In fact, a mudroom is one of the must-have items on the floor plans of every architect, every designer, and every builder in the country right now. Yeah, and even those who are remodeling are making sure to include the hardest working room in the house in their new plans. So what are the most important things to consider for your mudroom? Well, our very own Phi Beta Kappa Carpenter, Kevin Ireton, joins us with the info right from the pages of his magazine, Fine Home Building. Hey, Kevin. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Tom. How are you? We are excellent. And uh, as the editor of Fine Home Building Magazine, you usually get to work on the the very very pristine parts of the house. But now you're (laughs) talking about one that is uh, very utilitarian in uh, in nature, and that is the mudroom. Interesting topic for you guys to dive into. Are you going to show us how to make a fancy one? Well, a fancy one, a simple one, one that works. Um, it's not the most elegant of rooms in the house, not the first room that you're, you're likely to show, uh, you know, guests who arrive. And yet... Ooh, and this is our mud room. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, but it isn't the truth, Kevin, that most pe- most guests, after they become, you know, at least the second time to the house, they come in the back door right through the mud room. So I guess you do want it to look kind of cool. Absolutely. And, and it is. It's the room. It's the, it's the way that most people enter their houses. And, in fact, if you haven't designed a space as a mudroom, every house, I guarantee you, has a kind of de facto mudroom. It's where you dump your boots and your coat and your wet umbrella, your car keys, all that stuff um, that's the accoutrements of our modern lives. And, and so better, better to design a space specifically for those things. Well, it seems to me that the probably the first thing you want to think about is the flooring because that's what's going to really catch all of that mud, and it needs to be durable, and it needs to be easy to clean. Concrete, stone, and tile are really the best the best options for yeah, exactly those reasons. Yeah, but how do you reasons. ensure with tile that when you don't bring in like a rock or a stone, you're not scratching it and hurting it? Yeah, it depends on the type of tile. You're right. I mean, the, the same tile that you use in a bathroom floor wouldn't be your best choice for a, for a mudroom floor. Um, but you want a surface that's, that's, that's going to take abuse, and you want a surface that's going to withstand water. Um, sheet vinyl and sheet linoleum are also good. I would probably stay away from vinyl tiles because the, the, the seams between the tiles would, would pick up dirt. I would probably yeah, they also don't stick stay away very from well wood. when it gets wet and, and you know, salty and, and really muddy, basically. They, they pop up pretty easily. What about storage? Now we're in that room, and, and we have a lot of space. Um, it would seem that we need a lot of space to really to store the things that we want to store. I know in, in the place in our home, which is a, sort of a closet off the back door, a very large walk-in closet, as big as that is, it never seems to be big enough for our family of five with all the coats and the, the boots and the gloves and the hats that we want to store in there. As with so many things, the first thing you ought to do is really kind of make an inventory of what you want to store there. Uh, we, we talked to one guy who lives in ski country, and, and he, you know, he, he was reminding us, geez, you know, in our area, you got to think about storing skis and ski poles in your mudroom. Yeah, and sleds. 
Exactly. But but for, for the rest of us, you know, it's it's really it's boots, coats and hats, umbrellas, those kinds of things. And in fact a lot of the um a lot of the mudrooms that we looked at when we developed this article were kind of designed to look like individual lockers. And in in fact we found one mudroom that was built for a, a a Chicago Cubs pitcher where he he had the architect fly to Wrigley Field, measure the dimensions of his locker in Wrigley Field. <laughs> and then he, he designed that. He designed five of those lockers into the into the mudroom of his house. For the price of his travel budget, we could probably build our own mudroom much much simpler, don't you think? He did have more budget, but the 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 thing to keep in mind is that you want it to be convenient to use. I mean, easy you know easy to hang coats up. The other thing to keep in mind is that a lot of stuff you're putting away, you're going to put away wet. So you want to design good ventilation into the into the areas that are holding your, your boots and your coats so that they can dry when they're stored there. And what about a wall surface? Obviously, you don't want to put, like, a beautiful textured wallpaper in there. So what's the most durable choice? Um, the best choice is a wood paneling, simply because this is an area of the house that's going to take a lot of abuse from, from dogs and feet and backpacks and things like that. So a wood paneling is, is a good choice, um, Staining is better than painting because uh, it's less likely to chip and show dings. And uh, dark colors are better than light colors. You know, Kevin, we've talked a lot in the last year about the energy efficiency of homes. And it seems to me that the mudroom is actually a place, if you're building a house, where you could consider building in an airlock entry. In other words, two doors, one door into the mudroom where you would take your coat off, and then you open the second door to go into the house. And therefore, the air exchange from outside to inside is that much less, and it could actually serve uh, as an improvement in your energy efficiency design as well. You know, I haven't run across that, but I think that would be a fabulous idea. Just make that airlock entry big enough to serve as a mudroom. Terrific idea. Think about how many commercial buildings are designed that way for the very same reason. You walk into a foyer, and the secret of the airlock entry is, is always to make it impossible to open two doors at once. In other words, you want it big enough where you have to close the first door before you reach across to open the second door. Otherwise, you're just going to let the air through that much quicker. That's exactly right. Now, one of the other things, you know, as, as mudrooms get bigger and bigger and fancier and fancier, people incorporate some other things that are pretty interesting. The one thing I wish I had, uh, my wife and I are dog lovers. We have two dogs. Some people will incorporate essentially a little dog shower into the mudroom. It's a place to hose off that muddy dog um, before it goes into the house. And, and they'll do that typically by putting in a, a shower base, and then they'll tile the walls, say, up three or four feet um, in one corner of the mudroom. Some people are also incorporating places to feed their dogs there or their dog crates if they keep their dogs crated while they're out of the house. Just some more things to keep in mind. Man, even luxury items for your pets. That's fantastic. Exactly. Kevin Ayrton, the editor of Fine Home Building Magazine, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. If you want more information on Fine Home Building, go to their website at finehomebuilding.com. So when you are doing it yourself, you are also the one who shops and chooses materials, right? Well, you should have just as much input on materials for your direct-it-yourself project as well. You know, the ones that you are going to hire the contractor for and direct the contractor to get the job done. We'll tell you why you should not let your contractor have final product picks right after this. Dear John Deere, I just love my new John Deere 100 Series riding mower. 
I was positively thrilled when I felt the added performance of that exclusive John Deere engine powered by Briggs and Stratton. And when I saw how great my lawn looked, I got so excited I mowed every lawn on the block. And now we just have to figure out who wins the Yard of the Month award. All the best, Hank. Find a retailer near you or check out the new 100 series at JohnDeere.com today. Over the course of 50 years, you could have three children. You could buy nine cars. You could take 66 vacations. You could own seven pets. And you could need only one roof, provided you invest in a metal roof. Metal roofing is investment-grade roofing because it pays you back over time. It stands up to rain, hail, high winds, and wildfires, and is built to endure for decades. Plus, metal roofing is available in all kinds of beautiful colors and styles. To learn more about investment-grade roofing, visit MetalRoofing.com and see how, over time, a metal roof can save you enough money to pay for a lot of those vacations. In many parts of the country, a metal roof can help to reduce your home energy bills over the course of the year. It's one more reason to consider durable and beautiful investment-grade metal roofing. For details or to find a contractor in your area, log on to MetalRoofing.com. Did you know that the air inside your home can be up to 100 times more polluted than the air outside? No matter how clean you keep your home, it's littered with harmful contaminants like viruses, bacteria, and mold, pet dander, dust, and pollen. Contaminants that cause illness and make allergies and asthma much more severe. Thankfully, there's a way to make your home healthy. The April Air Electronic Air Cleaner. Using the best air cleaning technology available, April Air is the only whole home air cleaner that effectively removes harmful contaminants, even viruses, from the air your family breathes. And that makes your whole home a comfortable, healthy place to be. Your family deserves the best, so why not give them the best? Make your whole home healthier with the April Air Electronic Air Cleaner. April Air. Fresh ideas for indoor air. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. 8-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. Money Pit is sponsored by The Home Depot. You can do it. We can help. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. So are you hiring a contractor for your next home improvement project? Well, if you are, you should be the one to pick the products to be used. You know, most people choose their own brands of exterior paint or stain, but they're allowing contractors to make buying decisions about products like asphalt roofing and vinyl siding. But did you know that there are significant performance differences among those products and homeowners would do better to make those key decisions themselves? An educated consumer is a happy consumer. Remember that. Absolutely. And if your remodeling projects involve your bathroom, call us now and get in on this great prize giveaway we're offering. If you get on the air, you'll be eligible to win a peerless two-handle chrome lavatory faucet worth 65 bucks. 
It features a charming teapot-inspired design. The lever handle also comes with a set of porcelain inserts that will coordinate with any decor. And like all Peerless products, this faucet is engineered for durability. If you win, you need help with the installation, they can help you there too. They've got a great website called faucetcoach.com. And, of course, you could always rely on us at one eight 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 Money Pit. We've got Luke in Maine who's got a question about installing a wood stove. What can we do for you, Luke? Um, I only have one chimney in my house, and I'd like to add a wood stove to the same flue that my furnace is on. How safe would that be? Very not safe. <laughs> oh, because they both operate on different chimney systems. Yeah, if this chimney has one flue as opposed to a chimney that has two flues, um, you could have one chimney with the wood stove on one side and the and I presume gas or oil on the other, but you cannot mix the combustion. So you can't have a uh, a fireplace or a wood stove using the same flue as your as your gas fired or oil fired or propane filed furnace. That would be very dangerous. So the other thing to think about is whether or not you might want to put in say a direct vent. Um, fireplace, one that uh, is zero clearance, one that can go against a combustible wall or surface and vent right to the outside, or you can run the vent pipe up the exterior of your house, or you could always build a new chimney, but of course that's the most expensive way. But no, you cannot share the same uh, flue with both a gas combustion and wood combustion at the same time. Now, okay, so I can have my hot water tank with the same... Yes, because that's the same fuel, yes. Okay. You just can't have a wood stove. Okay, great. Luke, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Danny in Nevada has a crack in his wall. Tell us about it. Actually, there's a crack in there's a crack in the ceiling. Um, I've noticed in my living room when it gets cold, the crack seems to kind of get a little bit bigger, and then during okay. the summer months, it seems to disappear. Yeah, that makes sense, Danny, because in the winter things shrink and dry out, in the summer things get very moist and swell. How? Uh, what kind of a of a ceiling do you have? Is it a plaster? Is it drywall? What is it? It's more like a plaster. Okay, that's pretty typical. You know, those plaster cracks are what the the realtors call charm. <laughs> they oh, to the not, character. Yeah, like a structural concern, or is there a way uh, to repair it, or should I just you know leave it be? Not likely to be a structural concern. How old is this house? Uh, fifteen years old. Well, it's not plaster then. <laughs> it's probably just it's drywall. It's probably drywall. What yeah. describe the crack? Is it diagonal? Is it straight? It's straight. It's right in the ceiling where like, where they seem to meet. Like yeah, it's the, probably uh, a roof. seam. It's a seam of two sheets of drywall most is likely. Is it perfectly straight? Yeah, it's along the edge. Yeah, you know what I think it is? I think Leslie, I think you're right. I th- I think it's it's simply a, a drywall seam. Now, um there's two ways to fix this. Uh one thing that you could do is you could caulk it with a with a latex paintable latex caulk because which will ex- flex with it yeah it'll expand and contract with it that's sort of the quick fix you may still see it but it won't be nearly as obvious but the best way to do it is to simply retape that seam which is a bigger job you'd have to put um, drywall tape on top of that and respackle it with three or four good coats of spackle. And I think the better tape is the fiberglass tape. Yeah, I like the fiberglass too because it's it's a mesh tape. You don't have to worry about any air bubbles underneath the paper tape. It just goes on really well and it, and it expands. It really holds that crack together. Yeah, for insulation, should be like should anything be escaping out of it when it is? No, I wouldn't worry too much about the insulation issue. It's really just cosmetic. It's not structural in the least. Oh, okay. All right, now, Danny? is there, you said that it was plaster. Does it have a finish on it that's textured? It is textured. It's all if it's uh, some type of a finish, but it's more does it shiny. Look, 
does it look like um, swirls or popcorn? Oh, they're like swirls, like uneven. Yeah, it sounds like there's a textured finish on it. That makes the job of retaping it even more difficult. I would caulk it. Okay. Caulk it and then repaint that. You can use a roller with a very, very um, thick coating on it so that the paint gets into all those nooks and crannies. And that'll right. probably make it go away completely. Okay, Danny? All right. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Well, here's a topic we get asked a lot about, popcorn ceilings, and usually how to get rid of it. <laughs> well, if you've got a popcorn ceiling, you're not alone. They're actually a pretty common way to hide all kinds of cosmetic flaws. But you know what? They're not the most attractive thing to look at, and that looks pretty dated. Yes, and most importantly, they could also be a health hazard. Coming up, we're going to help an emailer determine just that. This portion of the Money Pit is sponsored by John Deere. John Deere has a whole new line of 100 series riding mowers, each with an exclusive John Deere engine, powered by Briggs & Stratton. The 100 series riding mowers can be purchased at your John Deere dealer, Lowe's, and the Home Depot. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. The website is moneypit.com, where you'll find pretty much everything we've ever written about home improvement home safety, home maintenance, and even some home economics tips. And while you're there, you can log on to Ask Tom and Leslie and shoot us an email question, and that's what we're going to tackle right now. Okie dokes. Jim from Detroit, Maine writes, Can you please describe further what a popcorn ceiling looks like? I read an article talking about asbestos and ceiling materials, and I'm trying to determine if that's what parts of my 100-year-old house was remodeled with. Hmm. Well, you know, it's very possible because... Uh, if you had a 100-year-old house, you probably had a plaster ceiling that may be very uneven and, and cracky and stuff like that. And, and if it was a textured ceiling that was sprayed on, Jim, and it looks like pieces of popcorn, maybe not full-size kernels, but small pieces of popcorn, the kind of popcorn that's like in the bottom of the bag after you eat most of it. <laughs> that's about the size. Don't you think that's a good analogy? It's the little nubs on the side that have broken off. It's that's not right. the fully it's brainy the little... piece. Part, part of the part of the kernel of the, of the popcorn. <laughs> but um, would something that is so commonly used be so hazardous? Well, it's possible. Now, the original popcorn ceilings um, did contain asbestos. And unfortunately, there's no way to visually determine that. So if you have an older home and it has a textured popcorn ceiling, um, it's probably a good idea to take a small sample of that and to have it tested at a lab so you know what you're dealing with. Now, if it's one of the more modern popcorn ceilings, say one that was put on maybe like in the 80s or something like that, and you want to get rid of it, the best way to do that is to wet it down and use a pump-on sprayer for something like that because you do need a fair amount Make of water. Make sure you cover up everything on that floor because it's going to get messy. Exactly. And then just scrape it off with like a, with like a spackle knife, uh, you know, a six-inch or a four-inch knife working very slowly, wetting it and scraping and wetting and scraping. And then once you get that off, Unfortunately, you're not going to be able to have a, a ceiling that's perfectly smooth. So the best thing to do is to prime it and then use a good quality flat paint um, so you don't see those bumps. And I think it'll look great. Yeah, any paint that's above glossiness of a flat will show any imperfections in that wall or the ceiling. So make sure you go with a nice flat paint and one that covers really well, and you'll be very happy with that. 
Well, just like the house guest that doesn't know when to leave, <laughs> there are some critters out there that when they hang out can really do some serious damage to your home. You know what they are? That's the topic of today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. All right, well, you almost gave away the answer to this million-dollar question, but here goes. What causes $2.5 billion in damages to homes and businesses each year? Well, it's not tornadoes, hurricanes, mudslides, or floods. It's a tiny little pest that can literally eat you out of house and home. It's the termite, and it's spring swarm season right now. So to keep termites away from your house, make sure you divert all water away from your foundation with properly functioning downspouts, gutters, and splash blocks. Reduce humidity and crawl spaces with proper ventilation, and most importantly, eliminate any wood contact with the soil. You want an 18-inch gap between the soil and wood portions of the building to be ideal and it won't hurt to routinely inspect the foundation of your home for any signs of termite damage so keep an eye open folks do you know where one of the most common places of termite damage is uh, in a home i found it many times in my 20 years as a home inspector where bathroom because of the humidity the moisture moisture yeah especially like behind the tile you know around the shower stall and places like that yeah, when the termites get back there, boy, they got a constant source of water. And they yeah, can really and you can't see behind town. there, so how do you it, know? Right, well, you find out when you're taking something apart, or sometimes you push on that tile wall just a little bit and you fall right oh, through. God. Well, whether you've fallen through your tile wall or not, coming up next week on The Money Pit, we're going to give you some tips on upgrading your bathroom. It's one of the best investments you can make in terms of getting your money back. So find out how to make your bathroom sparkle without spending a lot next week on The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.